2: What's up, you guys? Sean Ross January 11th. It's WWE Review Time. I am joined by Denise Salcedo. And on tonight, we try to make chicken salad out of, well, you know. Uh, Leave a thumbs up, subscribe, tap the bell for notifications. If you want to support some of our other projects, we have Fightful Scraps. uh, YouTube.com slash Fightful Scraps. Due to popular demand, I'll be posting some show clips up there as well. From the past. So you'll get to see me and Denise argue on demand, really whenever you want. You should make uh,
3: a playlist specifically I, I probably, for
2: that. I probably could. And of course, we have twitch.tv slash fightfulgaming that is very much a Jeremy Lambert, Joel Pearl prod, uh, project, and uh, something I'm very happy to participate in as well. They are rocking it over there. Like, if we're going to, if we end up going like long, long on podcasts, we're going to do like our post shows over there, a lot of really cool stuff. But you can uh, donate to Super Chat and get your question or statement read on the air. I am joined by Denise Salcedo, who I rudely have not uh, introduced yet. Denise, how you doing?
3: You actually did introduce me, and I just said, like, peace, but I didn't say any words because I, oh, really? I felt that you were still going. So I was like, I'll just smile. The people know who I am anyways. <laughs> but i'm um, here and i'm ready to talk about the amazing raw tonight oh, come
2: on come on ryan b jam got our super chat started and said this is a poor raw the only thing good was the keith lee sheamus tag and singles match but why didn't they show what happened during the commercial that was very confusing like we didn't see what devolved that situation uh denise and i thought
3: i missed that
2: yeah oh yeah
3: So they didn't show it because i honestly swear to god thought i missed that
2: no they didn't show it at all um nerd guru says this show uh was 17 hours long holy cow it really felt like it took forever denise
3: you know and jeremy kept tweeting like the time left on the show and i was like dang it jeremy i know how much time is left on the show
2: it was a rough watch like and there were so many people that just wrestled over and over again there were four people on this show that pulled double duty uh and uh, like Trevor L brings up a good point. Are there any wrestlers having to quarantine from being around Drew? It makes sense. And some guys pull double duty. We I'm not naming anybody that needs to quarantine or that has tested positive for COVID. If they want to come out and, and say that, they can. But I did post a report on Fightful Select today, Denise. Impact, AEW, Raw, and SmackDown have all been affected this week. And I got some messages from some not-so-happy wrestlers that are like, well, yeah, everybody went out for New Year's.
3: I saw well, first of all, I saw because I'm subscribed. I saw what you wrote on there. And it's just, it's so unfortunate. And I do get that anger from the people that you say that are text messaging you, hey, about these parties, because COVID just didn't it didn't start yesterday. It hasn't been a month of COVID. It's been so long. I don't understand how many more times do you have to hear don't go out and party everybody knew that if you know come the holidays come Thanksgiving come Christmas that at some point you know there was going to be a spike and you know things are really scary here I mean you drive past hospitals here in Southern California and I mean there's tents outside I know people that work in hospitals and, and they're telling me like hey like we don't even have space in our hospital we don't even know where we're going to put people at uh, my mom lives by a hospital she's constantly hearing the ambulances more and more and more and it's terrifying and I just don't understand why people have to continue having parties and like I get it not everybody you know has like you know a life and death situation with COVID and thank God for that but there are people that you know it's not a pretty ending at the end and it's just it's it's irritating. I can see why people are angry.
2: Yeah I'm angry. I'm very frustrated with how a lot of people handle this and we're we're not gonna necessarily turn this into one of those shows but Drew McIntyre has COVID and WWE announced that, and, and Drew talked about it. Was this the first time that WWE has addressed COVID on the air?
3: I believe so because. I, the second that I heard him say, well, even before he even said it, I was, I was sitting there thinking, I wonder if he's going to say COVID-19 or if they're, they're going to go around it. I think I forgot what the other verbatim that they use, but it's like, oh, given the current circumstances, given the current situation, given the, I don't even have, have they said pandemic even? I think they might've said pandemic, but I don't recall them saying COVID-19 before.
2: Uh, It's very frustrating. Cause I mean, here's the reality of the situation. If somebody has got to be pulled we understand, like, I'm not going to be mad at WWE because Drew McIntyre had to be pulled tonight. It happens, especially in this climate. We do not expect Drew McIntyre to go home and live in a bubble. We would like for that to happen and him to not get exposed and his family to not get exposed. But stuff happens, unfortunately. And and that's why, where we are. Uh, he did mention that he accepted Goldberg's challenge. I thought this was a clever way to get him on the show. Uh, that way, you don't have him completely absent.
3: I first of all, I gotta say, I actually love the way that they handled this, handled the news of Drew McIntyre. And I know, so I know that you know there are some people that you know people are always criticizing how things are done. But genuinely, I do think that in terms of how WWE announced Drew McIntyre having COVID in the first place, I I actually thought that the way they did it was completely fine. I thought that it was necessary because if they didn't, if they would have just left us, you know, out of the loop you know in the blue not knowing in the dark excuse me not knowing what's happening it would have you know not looked great so I'm glad that they addressed it from a start and I actually like the fact that they weaved it into the show you know they had that package that you know Drew McIntyre came out and he said everything that needed to be said for a very long time when you have this platform and you have you know so many people watching your show go out and say hey wear a mask we're in a pandemic you know like it's okay where you you know it's COVID is no joke wear your mask and I love the fact that everything he said on here it rang true and I actually thought it was very tasteful and classy and genuine how Drew McIntyre addressed the situation and I loved how later on, you know, they still moved along his storyline in a way that, you know, felt appropriate.
2: Yeah, I do too. I thought they they did a very good job, as you mentioned. I thought you you knocked it out of the park with that. They told us. And unfortunately that's the, the reality of the situation that we're in today. And That's fine. I I can't fault WWE for that. You can fault them for a lot of different things, but that ain't one of them. Throwback 27. Thank you for the generous super chat. He says as much as this wasn't a good raw uh, that it could have been, I have to give it to Hunter for the opening and saying, I would have done the same thing because it would benefit me when he talked about the fiend and how good of work Randy's been doing. I saw throwback was playing Uno instead of watching the show. And that was a much better use of time. So we we saw that. We saw Triple H come out, and uh, as Hannah says, he did the little thing at the beginning of the Thunderdome, and I think he only said pandemic. So, I mean, they they are tiptoeing around it, and I get it. They, they want a lot of people to kind of use this as an escape and forget about the realities of the world. But at the same time, you, you don't got to insult anybody's intelligence in doing that. But the, the Triple H thing, I was just like, ah, oh, this is tired, especially like the same day that we saw him saying, I am Vince McMahon's break break glass in case of emergency guy. That's what this was. It was them manufacturing something to create a main event segment that they thought was appropriate. And the the way that you always hear Bruce Prichard mention on his podcast is if somebody's removed, over deliver. And I thought that was a fair effort. They tried to replace Drew McIntyre with Triple H. It's just anybody who watches this show knew it wasn't going to go anywhere, Denise.
3: Oh, yeah. 100%. And here's the thing, too, is that, like, first of all, like, you know, you already know, like, I'm a big Triple H fan. Like, anytime he's on TV, like, I'm those people, I get very excited about it. So this was very exciting for me to have him, you know, come out and open the show. And I started thinking, okay, like, this is going to be a good Raw. Like, we're gonna have Triple H kick off the show. We're gonna have Dottie, 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 whatever, right? Didn't happen. (laughs) But I went in there with my hopes, you know, set up very high there. And I... Honestly, kind of felt that first I was thinking, okay, I think that the fact that we, you posted the stat of when's the last time that we saw Triple H wrestle. Given that I felt that this sort of felt like a throwaway having him come out and have a match tonight. The appearance perfectly fine, but the match tonight to me, it should have felt like a bigger deal. However, afterwards with the finish, I kind of changed my mind a little bit just because of, you know, everything that went down. I was like, okay, this is fine. (laughs) He's gone. Poof. He disappeared, whatever. But to be honest, I think I would have preferred for it to feel like a bigger deal. But given the circumstances. I can't necessarily fault it too much.
2: Usually I group all of the, the same segments together. We'll circle back on the triple H thing, but Hannah brings up a good point. Good on triple H. Cause he definitely did not wake up today planning to be on the show. And uh, yeah, I mean, that that's a good point. He, he was not prepared. And the nerd guru says, Keith Lee to triple H, please take me <laughs> back. <laughs> he's, I mean, Keith Lee's doing all right. He's, he's not doing like terrible or anything like that. Uh, but yeah, the, the Triple H situation uh, is is one that I didn't expect to walk into today. I didn't expect to see today, but here we, here we are. And Matt James says, I know tonight there were circumstances, but I feel like WWE is really testing us fans to see how much we'll take before we quit on them completely. This was a very lazy Raw to me, Denise. Circumstances or not, it was a very lazy Raw.
3: There were quite a few things, and I know we'll get to them when we get to them, but there were quite a few things today where I just thought, my goodness, I I don't even think lazy is is the right word, Sean. I I don't think it's just not. It was just not creative. Some of the things that we saw in today's show, maybe overthought, overthought out. I don't know. I don't really have the words for some of the things we saw today.
2: Yeah, uh, not good is is the, the stuff I would use. But then we got Lacey Evans and Charlotte Flair, and this started a lot of not good. We saw promos from each one of them that I thought were fine. It was Lacey being flirtatious. Charlotte saying, do you think somebody flirting with my dad is new? <laughs> I did like that. Uh, Brian says, the Ric Flair segments made me need to shower last week and bathe in chlorine this week. Should I just get a vat of bleach uh, ready now for next week? As long
3: oh, as you don't no. drink it, man. Don't yeah, drink don't it.
2: Drink, don't drink it. Although some uh uh I won't go there. I won't go there. <laughs> but they do uh, I'll say this about the match. I love the the Charlotte Flair head scissors stomps and rolls. I love those. Those are really, really good. But they do the Rick Rude Warrior Bobby Heenan finish with the suplex and where Bobby Heenan held onto Ultimate Warrior's leg and got the pin. This happened with Lacey and, and Charlotte. So Rick has aligned himself with Lacey Evans. Uh, <laughs> this was something. The nerd guru says Lacey has regressed horribly. She ain't great right now. How you feeling about this? Denise?
3: Sean, I hated this. I hated this so much. I was going to tweet and I started tweeting. I deleted it. I started tweeting something else. I deleted it. I I, I, I try
2: to stay positive now too. And it's, it's hard.
3: I hated this so much. So first of all, The storyline, if you think about it as a whole, it's a dad. A dad who's always so proud of his daughter, essentially choosing this woman that's throwing herself at him over his own daughter. I I always, man. If you're trying to get more female viewers, I can't. I can't imagine yeah. one female viewer that liked this. That liked this. If they're if you're out there, like I definitely want to hear like why you would like this. But this was terrible. This made no sense, and this is not doing anything for Charlotte. It is bringing her star power down, and I just don't feel like. I don't feel like this was the direction. This was the way that they were planning to have things go with Charlotte. And at first I was excited for this match. I thought, okay, finally, you know, we've been only seeing women's tag team matches. That's all we've been seeing. We've been seeing everything bunched up. And I thought, okay, at least we're getting Charlotte versus Lacey Evans. Somebody that, you know, we've mentioned has been teeter-tottering around the roster. And now we're actually getting a match with her with Charlotte. This is, you know, Charlotte, you know, she's Charlotte. So having a match with her is a big deal. So I thought, okay, this is going to be great. But just all the other out. Ad- ad- added elements of this whole Ric Flair thing I'm just like I'm not here for this like this isn't the kind of content that I'm here for like I want to see like something totally different this isn't it for me and also the whole Charlotte situation too like uh I know that FIFO Wrestling was posting like oh she's a babyface and you're like no she's a heel and I'm like I'm confused too I don't even know anymore if we're getting a babyface Charlotte or we're getting a heel Charlotte what's happening there
2: And then Colt Badeau brings up a really good point. Hey, Triple H, when does the Charlotte stuff make sense? Triple H said back in June when she did not take a pin to lose the NXT title. Oh, in three to six months, this will make sense. Then this guy has the balls to go on a media call and say, well, you know, the world changed, things happened. Bro, you knew COVID was a thing back then. This was in the middle of the pandemic. She's eaten pins to, from, from Peyton Royce and Lacey Evans. She couldn't take one to Rhea Ripley. Why does she have the women's tag team title? Now, I, I know that there was also a, a super chat uh, that, that referred to the women's champion, Asuka. Nerd Guru says, not only did they show Goldberg challenging Drew twice, but also a Goldberg career package. All that time could have been used for the Raw women's champ, Asuka. We don't know her status. We don't know if she's healthy. We don't know if she's good to go. We don't know if she's exposed. So it's really easy to say that, but I get it. They should have had her featured in some capacity because her not just further diminishes that women's title. It just makes it look less important. Oh, by the way, she's got two of them. She's got two titles. (sighs) Kevin Steet says, a young lady throwing herself at an old man who can barely walk. Such good shit.
3: I don't know. Whatever tickles people's pickle.
2: Well, uh, it looks like Lacey's trying to tickle a pickle (laughs) right now. Oh, my gosh. (sighs) Manny Santos says, hey, Sean and Denise, wondered wonder if you had any more on Eva's return. I know you said she was booked for Legends Night. Saving return for Rumble? I do not know. When I say she was booked for Legends Night, I mean she was supposed to be there. Like, not necessarily on the show, but there. It was on an internal uh, travel gimmick there. But she was there at the December 14th episode of Raw and supposedly was dressed to film some stuff. I don't know. I don't know. Throwback 27 says, it's not Raw related, but what did you guys think of the New Day podcast special that came out today about Brody Lee? It was very touching and a great way for them to remember him. And their stories were amazing. I have not got to watch it yet. I'm going to watch it after this. Uh, Hannah was telling us or telling me that it was really, really great. And uh, it's, I'm ready to be emotional over it, Denise.
3: I haven't seen it, but when I heard that they were doing it, I was like, oh, this is such a nice thing to do. Uh, but I haven't seen it.
2: Hannah says, Lacey Rick is even too much for me. That's about uh, Hannah's demographic too. The, Hannah is the demographic that they're after. With I don't that, know and what that's, that's
3: supposed to mean. You can explain that afterwards.
2: Hannah likes the older gentleman.
3: So do I, but not wait that much older. Maybe. How old are we talking? Like, there's maybe a that old.
2: Maybe that old. Well, apparently not. It's too much for her.
3: Okay, I agree on that one too. Five Terry, max, no more than five.
2: Terry Allen Jr. says, "What did you both eat for dinner? I had a butter bacon filet mignon steak. What did you have, Denise?
3: Why can't I remember what I had for? Di- oh, I had poil loco. I had I two drumsticks." Rice and, and beans, and I had uh, some tortilla chips and some tortilla, some guac, some pico, and then I had honey bunches of oats with almonds.
2: That sounds really good. Sounds really good. Mike JC says, Charlotte's interview says a lot about Vince's priorities. Why are we still talking about her dad? Well, I mean, I, I don't know. I think it's pretty reflective of the criticisms that we get. Like, why are we still talking about her dad? We, we don't need to be. He doesn't need to be there right now.
3: Right. I agree. I don't think we need it. I mean, I don't I don't mind it that, you know, they include him, but I just don't think that this is it.
2: Uh, By the way, if you're adding stars to your posts like this, you got to donate a super chat to get those answered. We do see those up here, so you can't just add stars to it. That's if uh, we miss a super chat along the way. So uh, we got our eyes on that, buddy. Uh, the Jam 1 Ryan B. Jam said this Lacey evans Ric Flair story feels like a retread of the Don Marie, Tori Wilson, and Tori's dad story, but it's on the same terrible level of the Rusev and Mike Cucking stories. I hate it. Man, this is a... Uh, a highly talked about segment. And I didn't think that anybody would care about it, Denise.
3: No, it was just so like ran. Not, I don't know. It was, ran- it wasn't as random as Lana Bobby Lashley, not that level random, but I just think that it was just such a, it was a low point for Charlotte and what she's capable of.
2: Friendly reminder that Asuka is Raw Women's Champion, says Evan Wright. Again, we don't know what that situation is. Uh, Nerd Guru says, why was Rick there? Someone just got COVID. Unsafe. Well, I mean, here's the reality. You're going to have positive tests before probably almost every round of tapings by somebody. And Hannah says, not that old to <laughs> clarify.
3: I like that she's having to clarify.
2: I mean, you, know, you might as well. Oh boy judge. double double <laughs> duty time <I'm> dead, <laughs> double duty time, Jackson Riker defeated Jeff Hardy, oh boy, oh, this so, was
3: the other thing I didn't like. I was trying to remember what the other thing was. This was it.
2: Elias says that he's injured and he can't wrestle well, um, then Jackson Riker rolls him up and beats him off of a distraction in like. 20 30 seconds they made jeff hardy look really stupid denise
3: this i don't understand why jeff hardy had to lose this it made no sense i mean i didn't even want to see it in the first place and it was just such a weak finish and i just thought my god i wasn't a fan of this at all
2: yeah uh this is just not great not great whatsoever um then after after that they have elias come back and do another match and Hardy ends up winning. This was not 50-50 booking, it was 33-33-33 booking.
3: No one came out looking good out of that. Like no. I can't sit here and tell you, "Oh well you know, this person looks good because oh well this. I've got nothing for you." Like everyone just looks silly. This was like one of those things where, "Oh, let's give everybody here a win so that they can feel special." No, this was not it here.
2: This is bad. I mean, Jackson Riker only won off of a distraction. Then Elias was too scared to face Jeff Hardy. Then he gets beat by Jeff Hardy, who just lost. They all looked bad. This is so lame. This is so lame. And and again, 25-year vet Jeff Hardy getting rolled up with distraction finishes. What good is the experience advantage if you're made to look stupid like that?
3: there it's nothing it's there's it's no good and like you said how many years 25 or whatever like come on like you would think like at this point that stuff doesn't fly anymore you can't do that with guys like Jeff Hardy
2: Raul Ortega sent a super chat and said Riker got Mike time a match and a week or win one week after DC I I think they're trying to move past that with him and as long as he doesn't screw up again I think they're just gonna let it ride I mean if they've already got him on the show that stuff is in in the rearview mirror right now I will say, he's already got as many singles matches this year as he did last year altogether. So, uh, my God. Uh, and Raul also says, Blake and Cutler were home as long and already buried. I don't think they're already buried. They're they're doing stuff right now. They weren't around last week. But I think they'll do something with, with Corbin. And Raul says, almost isn't going to put him through a table either. Uh, yeah, I mean, th- there's plenty to... Have concern about, but I mean, I think they're just going to try to move on with the Riker thing and give him one more chance, so to speak. Uh, Brandon Charles Powell says, "If Rhea and Priest are getting called up, keep them off Raw for the time being." I disagree. I think Raw needs them. I mean, I get it; it it's not a good show, but I would like I would like Damian Priest and Rhea Ripley on on Raw because it would mean that the show would be a less less of a chore for us to watch now. Unfortunately, Denise, it probably means their booking won't be great.
3: Yeah. And I mean, I can come out here and tell you like, hey, I have hope that maybe it will be. But given like given the situation with Keith Lee and, you know, others as well, it's kind of like you don't really have that hope. But I feel the same way where, like, I want to see both Rhea Ripley and Damian Priest, you know, go obviously to the main roster. And the place that they are most needed is definitely Monday Night Raw. But at the same time, like we just mentioned right now, we don't necessarily know that they're actually going to get the proper, you know, the proper momentum. And when I think of people like Rhea Ripley, though, like you, there are certain people, though, that I feel have that, like, extra Thing to make sure that no matter what position that they're put in, no matter what spot that they're put in, that they're always going to come out looking a lot stronger. And I do have faith that even if Rhea Ripley and Damian Priest aren't necessarily, you know, looked the best on Raw, I think that because of their like star power, their presence, their persona, I think that they will still find a way to get over. But that's just me being hopeful and speculating and really just hoping for the best for them. And those two are really also my Royal Rumble picks. I know that Damian Priest probably feels a little bit more far out. But I would like somebody that necessarily hasn't, you know, really had an opportunity, somebody that's surprising something that's different. And so those are my picks. What can I say?
2: yeah uh man it's uh, we've still got a bunch of super chats about rick flair by the way but
3: sean you uh, seem so sad today
2: i am i'm very frustrated about this
3: yeah, i haven't seen you look this down in like forever
2: i had two really good days off and then just oh this show and and i'm bummed because a lot of the people that, uh, quite frankly a lot of people i talk to a lot of people that like they're they're around people that have COVID. And I'm worried about them. But uh the nerd guru says, for her sake, put Becky on SmackDown, please. I'm telling you guys that, that is not what you you want to stack raw. You want it to be good. That way they don't have to double up people. Um
3: SmackDown women's division is for, for what it it's pretty stacked. They have a yeah. lot of options there.
2: Bob Harris says, not even Blue Chew could have brought this show up. I think it could have. I think Blue Chew is capable of it, my friend. I think that's what, what it's there for. J1 Ryan B. Jam says Rick Flair must be a Blue Chew customer. Betcha he is. Betcha he is. And Throwback says there's so many who's your daddy chants and jokes that can happen with happy or happen with Rick and Lacey. Maybe Rick is using Blue Chew. I mean, they're not a sponsor tonight. I mean, I could run with that, but I got another one. I got another one. Don't, don't you guys worry. <sighs> so Seamus and Keith Lee are challenged by Miz and Morrison. Now, Seamus is being very friendly with Keith Lee backstage, and he says that Keith Lee earned his respect. How were you feeling about this?
3: Uh, this, for me, it was really, I, I just kind of feel like when they need to give Keith Lee more of a character backstage, because for me, this felt completely flat. Like, I had zero interest in any of this.
2: Yeah. I didn't either, but the, the match was fine. They did the spot where Keith Lee broke the ro- the turnbuckle. I'm going to work to see if if that was supposed to happen. I mean, whether or not, I thought it was kind of cool.
3: I was going to ask you about that. I was like, I feel like I feel like it was like it was done on purpose. But at the same time, I wasn't totally sure. So I was going to ask you. I was like, I, I was like, I'm pretty sure we'll see that on Fightful Select or something in the next couple of days. But anyways, that was really the only like the best spot of the night that and with and when Keith Lee came in and he just started tossing around Miz and Morrison like. I think like 10 times he was tossing them back and forth between that ring. And I really think that we need more moments like this for Keith Lee. Like, honestly, like those are the moments where like, even like anybody can just have that markout moment where you're like, oh my God, like this guy, like he's a killer. He's just going to toss anybody, no matter what size they are. And so that was those, those two spots were probably my favorite of this match.
2: Yeah, I, I agree. Um, but the, the turnbuckle, I loved it specifically because we don't see it a lot. And you got to do stuff like that in order to make it entertaining. I loved Sheamus tagging himself in and getting the win with the brogue kick and them laughing about it. But then we didn't see things devolve after this match. And they just start a new match. And it's fun. They beat the crap out of each other. And Keith Lee won. I'm I'm happy that Keith Lee won this match because I don't want to see them get 50-50'd. And Keith Lee beat him recently. But knowing WWE, they'll put Sheamus in a top contender match soon and be like, oh, well, here you go. He's not won a singles match since October. I'm liking the way that things are going. I just hope they don't immediately put Sheamus back in the title picture because I kind of I like Keith Lee getting win after win after win.
3: How long was this match? The, their match together, Seamus and Keith Lee, because I felt this match went on for a very long time. I don't know if it was just me, because I was really, really tired during today's show, but I felt like it went on forever. So for me, I, I think I wasn't as into it. I feel like this match, they did a lot, but I wasn't completely connected to it. But I did like, there were several moments that I, there were a couple of moments that I did like though. The moments were when uh Keith Lee was just chopping Seamus on his, on the chest. And he was just like, slapping him and i forgot what he was saying to him but it was really i really liked that side of keefley and you can see like all the sweat bouncing off of Sheamus. i thought that was a pretty cool moment and um i mean other than that that was really what i much enjoyed from this match but i did think that it went it went a while
2: yeah uh oh man it's just I see this, and I'm like, man, there should be so many stars on this show. There should be so many really protected, good stars, and Keith Lee should be one of them. And I was more interested in Sheamus than than anybody, on, or not than anybody, but but than a lot of people on this show a couple weeks ago, even with him not winning. Oh, man. Planet Dan says, Vince saw the Legends Night ratings and now thinks Triple H versus Orton is going to draw. Also, for Denise and yourself, you need to watch the TV series, The Serpent. I'll check it out, but this was not the plan. They were not going to go with with Triple H tonight. They wanted this to be Drew McIntyre and Randy Orton, Denise.
3: Yeah, and I mean, I think for the most part, they pretty, they covered their bases good, though, in finding a good place to sort of fit Triple H in, as odd as it was. he It, it did the best it could. <laughs>
2: Uh, Anakin GMT says, with Nick Jackson revealing his cardio took time to return, should we be worried that WWE will switch the title to let Drew fully recover from mania? No. I don't think they'll do that. They'll just protect him accordingly if they need to, and Drew will probably try to gut it out to knowing him.
3: Well, also Nick Jackson had more severe, had a different yes. result. Like from what Drew McIntyre is saying today, he has no symptoms mm-hmm. versus Nick. I mean, he, from what I read, you know, he even got a rash on his body. Like he had totally different experience. And that's the thing like with COVID is some people, you know, obviously they don't have certain symptoms mm-hmm. and some do.
2: Uh, <laughs> Ryan B. James says, side note, I like Denise channeling her inner 2000s Jericho. I already made that joke. I did a meme.
3: I know, that's why everyone's stealing it now ever since you did it.
2: Oh man, Drew says, it seems like they can't book on the fly like they did after the Saudi incident when NXT invaded anymore. That was a great show. This was piss poor. That was a great show, but pretty quickly after that, they were, it was all battle of the shirts and you had people fighting on NXT and then just like buddy-buddy on on the next episode. Very frustrating. Uh, Carlos Easy says, Instead of having so many wrestlers pull double duty, why not let AJ and Gulak go more than four minutes? It's a good question, Denise. So Gulak is backstage and he interrupts AJ and Adam Pearce. I thought AJ was very funny here. He's like, he's like, if Roman Reigns slips on a banana peel three to eight times, you might be facing me at WrestleMania. I thought that was very funny. And Drew Gulak has a flash drive with him to present why he should be number 30 in the Rumble. But Adam Pearce is like, oh, you gotta earn your way in and i'm like huh what (laughs) 10 minutes after this mandy and dana both declare by doing this like that same time (laughs) drew gulak needs to walk up to adam pierce next week and go
0: i say goodbye
2: Claire for the Royal Rumble like that exactly and be like it didn't work they had a good match but it was so short Denise
3: yeah it it never it never picked up its steam and that's one of those things where like I just said the Seamus Keith Lee match took centuries I mean you didn't even have to have the women's tag match today you could have lent that time over to you know Drew Gulak which we haven't seen and the women's tag match we've seen you know so many times
2: yeah, so there there was really nothing to this. I mean, it was a good, short match. Fine, sure, okay. All right, I'm okay with it. Well, then after that, as we mentioned, Mandy and Dana declared for the Royal Rumble. Uh, they got beat pretty quickly, and they recycled another finish tonight because Shayna tags herself in and steals the win from Nia. Uh, Joseph Quarre sends a nice super chat and says silver lining of tonight. Keith Lee gets a clean win and Shayna didn't get pinned. Everything else is pretty bad. I agree with that. Those are a couple positives. Keith Lee got two wins, uh, even though he didn't get the pin in the first one. But, um, yeah, I mean, I guess that's okay. Although I did kind of want to see some more out of Dana and Mandy, cause I think they're doing really well. How'd you feel about this one?
3: Okay. So this is like I said, this was one of the matches where I think it's like, okay, we've seen it. I didn't have to see it again tonight, but I get it because of the circumstances. And I don't want to be, you know, I don't want to be too negative or anything like that. But I agree, though. I feel like we haven't seen enough of Mandy and Dana as, like, a successful tag team. They've sort of just been, you know, this... Fill in, you know when Asuka and Lana aren't around to get a butt whooping from Naya and Shayna mm-hmm. and I don't want them to be that replacement there like I want them to have their own momentum like give me it's almost similar to the Riot Squad where like you know they have something going there and they're really pushing for them to be an actual team but at the same time we're not getting anything that adds to them like there's nothing for me to say oh I'm going to cheer even harder for these two women because they're not giving me anything for for, for me to want to cheer for them and I'm wanting to cheer for them on my own accord but on storyline purposes I do think that they need to give me and the viewers a reason to say you know what I like these girls and I'm going to cheer for them.
2: Same with uh, up and down the roster. That's that's the thing like who wants to root for somebody that's win loss win loss win loss win loss. You know th- that's not how you get behind people. Uh James Punk says haven't followed Raw much but Sean's tweets made it sound like tonight had a particularly bad booking. Where does it rank in bad shows over this past year? As far as bad booking, I wouldn't say like, like it was the worst raw ever, but it's a very pointless raw. It was a very lazy raw. It was DQ, distraction, 50-50, like everything had some sort of little, little just meh to it, Denise.
3: I would say top five, including last year's and this year, somewhere around there, because I'm sure there were some other ones where I think the other ones necessarily weren't bad. They just didn't give us anything to really talk about or really get excited about. I think this one, it was more because like, oh, okay, I wasn't crazy about the Jackson Riker stuff. I didn't like the Ric Flair stuff. Uh, You know, those kind of things, they stood out on this show. (sighs)
2: <sighs> yeah. Uh yeah, we got a super chat saying Denise uh, from Evan saying Denise saying she'd call in sick sums up raw.
3: Yeah. yeah, I was like, is it too late to be like, hey, Sean, you doing this show on your own? I'm out. I'm going to go to sleep.
2: Oh, man. Well, I'll tell you something. I am excited to talk about, guys. Our new sponsor, Gainful. Whether you're trying to build muscle, lose weight, or just get your nutrition on track, protein is critical, but it's especially important to get the protein powder that's right for your lifestyle and health goals. And fortunately, I discovered Gainful. You guys know that I like to promote products that I use. I was able to use this, hit them up, was able to come to uh, come to a bit of an agreement with them. And I'm so excited to share it with you guys. They offer customized protein based on your body type, your diet, your fitness habits, And your goals. It's designed by a team of sports nutrition experts who work with professional teams and athletes. These formulas are optimized for performance with simple and effective ingredients. There's not a lot of fillers, or there's no fillers, rather. Uh, There's no gluten, no soy, or anything artificial. Uh, You you definitely want to keep soy out of there, especially if you're a guy and you're trying to gain lean muscle. Uh, but there's free unlimited one-on-one access to your own registered dietitian. No other protein comes with that kind of hands-on attention. And it's an incredible bonus that can help you achieve your goals. My favorite part is that gainful protein is never repetitive or boring. There's You're never going to be stuck with like a giant tub with a flavor that you get tired of or get sick of. They send you a pouch of unflavored protein accompanied by a, a single serving flavor boost. And there's a ton of them. My favorite is chocolate peanut butter, but they got strawberry cream, cafe mocha, cookies and cream, Madagascar vanilla, and rich chocolate. I've been hooked on that chocolate peanut butter as uh, like just a ton. Or you can add the unflavored protein straight to your smoothies or recipes if you just like to make smoothies. So uh, make sure you guys check that out. The quiz uh, was really, really quick. It only took a couple of minutes to complete and I got to choose Flavor Boost to come with my protein, too. Again, I love the chocolate uh, peanut butter. I'm going to try the strawberry cream very soon. But they tell you exactly what ingredients go into your protein powder uh, and why. Make sure you check them out. Gainful.com slash Fightful. That's Gainful.com slash Fightful. gainfu lcom slash Fightful. Get $15 off your first month of personalized protein powder. Make sure you guys check this out. Uh, and of course, I was able to, to pitch that and say, hey, gainful, fightful. Let, let's let's do a little something here. Let's do a little something here. I'd be lying if I if somebody says, was that the Yes, it was. I hit him up and I said, you know what? I use your product. This would be very cool. I like it. I would like my viewers to like it. And they said, "Hot diggity dog! You know what? We'll try it out." So show them that that you care. Show them that what we're doing here uh, is working, and that they should they should uh, keep keep giving us money.
4: Hot Check diggity out. dog!
2: Hot diggity dog! And their guru says they keep saying those tag titles get defended on all brands, but we have how have we gotten not gotten Riot Squad on all these shows having bangers? It's a travesty. I keep saying it. I want that to happen so badly, so badly.
0: Daniel says,
2: uh, do you think WWE would have done the Roman Adam Pearce storyline knowing what has happened with Drew? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Roman's back. Like, he's back. And it seems like he's more satisfied with with what's going on than, than he was before.
3: You can tell he's invested for sure
2: yeah crimson 94 says i quit on WWE months ago i only keep up with it due to Fightful and Bust It open because you guys are far more entertaining keep it up not a high bar but i'll take the compliment you know i'll take the compliment we'll rock whatever
3: compliment you can get sean i take all the compliments i can get
2: yeah why not stroke my ego get those super chats in guys uh we still have t- stuff to talk about um T bar defeated xavier woods and i'm okay with t-bar defeating xavier woods but anthony brewer says can we take those camera cuts uh during t-bar's entrance in the main event uh pretty bad was that adult content that usa wanted with the fire well we'll get to the fire but the camera cuts are miserable i at least once every month or two i have a person who does not usually watch wrestling and they'll send me a message and they're like, watching wrestling, why are all the cameramen so bad? It never fails. And it's always on a Monday. It's always on a Monday. Sure.
3: I don't know. We should do a Fightful edition where we just have a bunch of camera cuts. Like, we'll show the corner of my bedroom, the corner of your office, and just kind of bounce it around here.
2: Well, Kofi Kingston has a broken jaw, according to WWE. Hope he gets better soon. I hate that. They say that he broke it against the Hurt Business. If he really did, he wrestled after that. So I hope that wasn't an oversight. I hope he's doing better. But this is a good short match, and it was built around Xavier taking T-Bar off his feet, which I thought think is a good story because he's a big, big dude. But then we get the distraction, Denise. We get the distraction and then you got to feast your eyes and T-Bar wins. And that's cool. But the distraction, that's the story of the match. Cause a heel can never just win on WWE raw. This show sucks.
3: And I mean, nobody was going to get mad if they just would, if he just would have won cleanly. I mean, yeah. all of retribution was out there and Xavier was by himself. He could have won clean. I would have been like, all right, the guy was out there by himself. The ad- the odds were stacked against him. I don't know. And we've been talking about the fact that Retribution needs some, you know, credible wins. This could have been one.
2: Yeah, it could have been one. And they need them. They do need them, Denise.
3: Could have, should have, could have, should have, would have, but didn't.
2: Yeah, that. Okay, that's right. that's it. Cyclops says, I bailed on Rock for the second hour. Good choice. That first hour and a half was... A uh, buried tale, buried tale. David Dickers says, "Awake for one and a half hours already, and then I read the summary of raw events. It happened, I guess. Hope you get a better night's sleep than me." <sighs> well, I hope you do get better sleep. Here's the thing, buddy: if don't read the summary of raw, just turn the show on, and you'll out out cold sleep.
3: That's terrible. I'm so trying
2: to put off talking about this main event segment. I really am. Uh, Jamie Miles, uh, I missed his super chat. He's—I uh, don't want to assume the gender. It's Jamie. It's it could be either. You know, no disrespect. Says in the battle of regular Charlotte versus military Charlotte, how is how yuck is military Charlotte's relationship with Rick? And please tell me, WWE once again trying to babyface uh charlotte well see that's the thing kyler kyler james our great social media manager seemed to think that charlotte's a baby face i i don't think so but i do love military charlotte that (laughs) that is a good one i mean Lacey's 30 years old she's a grown woman she can make her decision if she wants some wrinkly old balls she can get some wrinkly old balls denise
3: jesus sean now i'm just I, I don't even know what look, that looks like. So look. I can't even picture it. So thank goodness for that.
2: We are friends. You can just call me Sean. You don't have to call me Jesus, Sean. It's okay.
3: Actually, I've been saying that a lot lately. Like just uh, There's so much crazy stuff happening in this world that my only response now is Jesus. <laughs> That's it. That's my only response now.
2: Brandon says, winning makes a difference. Give me a baby face that wins and a heel that wins. And behold, I want to see them fight. It's simple. Brandon gets it, and let's be real. The thousand or so people watching right now, they get it. They get it. They understand. They know what it takes to make two people want to fight each other. But WWE does this thing, Denise. They saw Daniel Bryan get over, and how do they think that he got over? They think that he got over because he was screwed by the system. Whether it be on the screen or behind the scenes they're like oh well, we'll cultivate this and then somebody will eventually get sick of it and then they'll be super over because that happened with becky lynch too and who are the two biggest new star like organic stars they've had over the past six seven years it's becky lynch and daniel bryan but that doesn't work those people got over because they, uh, oh, i think we know the formula now
3: like I said, sometimes people get over because they have that like extra thing that it takes for them to get over. And that is why I still have hope for Rhea Ripley and Damien Priest. <laughs> but maybe, I mean, maybe I could be wrong.
2: Maybe it takes uh, wrinkled balls to, to get over. Jamie Miles says, I have balls, SRS, but my balls are not wrinkled. I'm going to assume that We've Jamie- we a lot has of a- ball
3: talk throughout <laughs> Raw today on this show.
2: We're going to do a post show and we're going to call it Ball Talk ball full talking
3: balls (laughs) i feel like i'm not qualified for the show's requirements sean Uh,
2: fair fair (laughs) i don't because i mean let's be real people get a little bit too comfortable with their comments to you as is so i i don't want to advocate that like let's be real y'all say some weird shit to her sometimes y'all should probably stop i don't care
3: (laughs) I just
2: take it like a grain of salt. I mean, here's the thing. People say weird shit to me. My my wife came up to me. She goes, people post some weird shit on your Instagram. And I was like, do they? Because I don't look a lot anymore.
3: Like the comment for,
1: section?
2: Oh, yeah. For a long time, I was like, oh, this is going to be my Instagram. It's not going to be a Fightful thing. I even put in my description, like, don't follow this. Follow Fightful. It's still there, I think. But now I've just given up because like Wrestle Talk started to tag me and stuff, and ITR did. And it's like, well, pff, that's it. It's it's now a fightful account. Like, that's just where we are. And people do post some weird shit.
3: Oh, like, I'm going to go on your comment section now and read everything. I'm nosy like that. It's part
2: of the gig. I, and <laughs> I, here's the thing it's weird shit, but I laugh when they do it. It's entertaining yeah. weird shit. It's not like, it's not like anything that upsets me. Cole are your Bido DMs
3: says, open, Sean? This is something DMs, that people need to know. On Instagram, are your DMs open?
2: I think so. My DMs are open on Twitter. They're always that. Because if they're like there's a source that wants to reach out, I, mm-hmm. I leave those open. Got it. Uh, Drew Nicholas says, WWE controls crowd noise, so now they don't need our approval who they want to put over. This is a concern of mine for the Royal Rumble, Denise, that like, maybe there's somebody that actually is over we won't know
3: (laughs) i think we will know honestly i feel like we we like as fans as people that cover this i feel like we'll know based on social media like who really is over who really gets that pop and you'll know you know how you know because if you pop or not for it I think chances are everybody else will pop for it. That's how I'm going to, you know, sort of read stuff. Maybe am I reaching on that?
2: No, it's just I don't have a blue chew read tonight, and I really want to. Like, he'll pop for that. She'll pop for that. Everybody will pop for that. These wrinkly balls, these smooth balls, talking balls when you just want to let it all out, just (laughs) exploding conversation. And then you said, Uh,
3: stroke my ego. I was going to say something, but then I was like, no, Denise, you're a lady. Remember that and you're on the air and this could come back and bite you later right, right
2: around the time i said hey bpg to denise uh colt <laughs> says alexa bliss shot a fireball."
3: yeah exactly i don't i don't think people realize that girls are just as crazy and the you know I, okay i'm done i'm done we Stop.
2: have you grow up talking. in front of our eyes denise jam one ryan b james says remember last year when Lacey was the all-american apple pie mom and wife now she wants to be teabagged by some guy There's some Carolina raisins is what they are.
3: Oh, touchy subject too, because you can't necessarily like judge, I guess. (laughs) Although I did Uh, think it was funny that that backstage segment where Lacey and Ric Flair were running off and then, and then Sarah was like, she gave like a, like an up and down, like kind of disgusted look. Oh, I thought that was hilarious.
2: by the way, guys, before you star your super chats, we're not at the main event segment yet. Uh, we, we're we not are, there yet? No, we're not there yet. Riddle was backstage talking to Lucha House Party about pizza. Then Bobby Lashley attacks Riddle before the bell. This Excuse me, a-
3: Sean. Rewind. You missed something. What did I miss? Bro-chachos. I <laughs> missed bro-chachos.
2: How'd you feel about that, Denise?
3: <laughs> I thought it was funny. You can move on. Me a I mean,
2: it's just I've heard Matt Riddle say such funnier shit over the last yeah, few but months it that.
3: funny bro chachos yes. come on sure. can you sure. please pop for that i no. need you to pop for that that's my bro migo i need you to pop for that of
2: all the things i've heard him say recently like that's not one of the funniest to me
3: well for maybe not for you but it was funny to me well, I mean, i'm happy for you
2: denise I'm, I'm not telling you you're wrong for for liking it Jeez, this isn't like goldberg or anything Oh, don't uh,
3: even get me started on that. People were really, really sour with yeah, me. They <laughs> were.
2: I had to delete some comments over that. I one.
3: know, because there are some people that I think were like if, if there are certain comments that people get, like, get things, and there were certain comments where like, we hate Denise, let's kill her, but like really hate me, like legitimately hate me.
2: Yeah, you guys shouldn't take this stuff that serious. Yeah. It's like, wrestling.
3: There's, teasing, there's teasing, which I don't really give a damn. And then there's people yeah. that are like, well, oh, I hate her. <laughs> I stirred oh up God. a lot of controversy, Sean. You did? Oh, shoot.
2: Well, Riddle taps out pretty quickly, and this was another thing where the heel had to mess around to win. Okay. And then Riddle faces MVP afterwards, and it's a DQ. <laughs> like, there, was no, there was like almost nothing clean tonight. It was so bad. Um, I will say MVP's kick to Matt Riddle was great, but you know, here's the thing: Riddle beat Lashley. Lashley beat Riddle. They're just gonna do it again. They're gonna have a match at the Rumble.
3: They need to give Riddle more. They really do. I mean, if you're gonna go this like comedic route with him, you gotta give him. You gotta give him an edge in the ring. That's it.
2: Yeah, there's not much more to that. But here we are at the main event segment. We got a lot of super chats. Evan Wright, this: Fireball is gonna give Joe Lanza a heart attack. Uh, our friends over at Voices of Wrestling. Really like those guys. And throwback says with Alexa showing up and firing a flame out. uh, There's so many pop culture references, rocket mania concert shows, anime cartoons. Uh, It goes to show you how good of work Alexa is doing. Alexa just looks like she's having fun, but this sucked this. Okay. So triple H and Randy Orton had a fight and Alexa bliss won that fight. Denise.
3: I don't think, I don't think I understood what happened. I thought she kidnapped triple H
2: we can only be so lucky. So here's what happened. This is not a match, it's a fight. So Triple H has not had a match yet. Whatever. It means there's no finish, there's no point. Triple H gets a sledgehammer and the fiends entrance start. The Thunderdome goes out. Triple H gets a sledgehammer and he looks down and it's on fire.
3: Like who and- made it on fire? Alexa? Or did Triple know. H make it on fire? That's yeah. what I'm confused about. cliffhanger,
2: Denise. Wait till was next week. Was he in on
3: it? Was he not in on it? Like, was this all done by Alexa and The Fiend? Or was this like Triple H doing it on his own accord?
2: Well, after that, Alexa Bliss shows up and throws a fireball at Randy Orton's face. And here's the thing, Denise. It was bad, but I laughed hard. <laughs> did you?
3: I just went, huh. ha.
2: I laughed hard at this because like, not because I think it's funny because I think it's funny that they thought this was a good idea. Like of all the things they've done with Bray Wyatt and the fiend, like they always pick the dumbest shit, like all the time. And it's like, it's like, okay. Oh boy. <laughs> so <laughs> Mike JC says a fireball to the face, the, <laughs> and the worst draw ever. Is the dumpster fire this show needed? I feel like I've covered worse Raws, but like nothing happened on this show. Besides Triple H came back. You could say that's newsworthy. And some people declared for the Royal Rumble. There was a a, a title match, but it didn't matter. It didn't matter. Uh, Ryan B. Jam says Hogan's fireball was better. I don't know what you mean. There were two Hogan fireballs. There was the one at WrestleMania uh I, I can't remember what or maybe it was king of the ring or whatever when he lost the yokozuna and then there was the one against warrior that he he threw in his own face and nerd Guru says this is all leading to a burn in my light return that song sucked denise you're passionate about theme songs what did you think of of burn in my light
3: how does that one go again sorry the, i get reminded hey, nothing you can say that shit i like that song oh denise no know i'd rather
2: i'd rather watch 10 goldberg matches than listen to that song once. i
3: like that song thank you just i'm gonna go download it afterwards i forgot about it to be honest
2: oh man trent said didn't realize in the time that alexa was gone she was learning the ansatsuken technique from goken that hadouken though i don't i mean i know some of those words denise
3: i've never thrown a fireball i'm out
2: i mean i know that's a dragon ball z reference and Hannah says it's 2021. Hannah says 2021 and Triple H still isn't taking the pin for the younger talent. I love consistency. D Lo says if you want to lay down the hammer, not that burning hammer, and not shoot fire out of your balls and get some get listen, they they're not sponsoring the show tonight. Please I mean, do they not are.
3: shoot fire out of your balls, okay? We don't I mean, want that.
2: You know what? I, I I've given them so many plugs. I'm just gonna say You know, something burning hammer, something about great balls of fire, something, something, something. If you want to get an erect penis and have fantastic sexual performance, check out bluechew.com, code FIGHTFUL. It's prescribed online. It ships straight to your door in a discreet package. You don't have to wait in line at the pharmacy or the doctor's office. Everybody there waiting to get their vaccines, everybody getting treated, avoid that. BlueChew.com code Fightful. They work with online physicians to get you the active ingredient you need. It's a chewable, so it gets into your system whenever you're ready. And even if you're not, it helps get you ready, my friends. BlueChew.com. Just pay $5 shipping. You get your first shipment free when you use BlueChew.com code Fightful. What more can you ask for? I mean, you know, you got to pay the mailman. That's good. That's fine. They got a rough go of it. Don't disrespect the mailman, but you're going to be given a little special delivery of your own. Bluechew.com, code Fightful. Lev says, Sean Ross app is creepy Af. App- well, I'm sorry. I'll be a little more quiet when I leave your mother's bedroom tonight. Sorry I creeped you out last night. Trent Gaspard says, it's actually a Street Fighter reference. I'm sorry. Ah, uh, my bad. You all should send me some super chats and tell me how dumb I am about it. And by the way, guys, if you're sending starred Super Chats, you have to actually send a Super Chat. Like, you you can't just send those and get me to read them. It it ain't going to work. Anakin JMT says, burning my light was great. Not voices great, but great. I've never been a big fan of either one of those themes, Denise.
3: I don't, I've never been a fan of the the voices one. No, I haven't been a fan of it.
2: Leonza says, "The I love the ending, the only thing I liked on the show. I didn't at all. But hey, you know what?
3: I didn't hate it. I didn't hate it. I actually, I was just confused. I didn't know who, who, who was making what happened. <laughs> I thought Triple H, I thought Alexa Bliss made Triple H disperse. First, okay, first I thought Triple H disappeared on his own accord. Then I thought Alexa Bliss made him disappear. Yeah. So I was very confused.
2: Brian F. did actually send a super chat and said, I lulled at the Alexa Bliss DBZ Kamehameha. See, there are so many of these.
3: You read that wrong, Sean. He what didn't lulled. It? He aloowed.
2: Yeah, I know. I say lulled instead. It's
3: aloowed.
2: <laughs> I thought you were going to say I mispronounced Kamehameha. And I was like,
3: <laughs> have at it, Denise. Let's go. No, it's all not load. I just love that Hello. that's the
2: thing that you're concerned about is, is yeah, that
3: one. Because I use LOL in my vocabulary every day, and I've lol many times.
2: Uh, guys, you do have uh, a couple minutes to get in a super chat. And again, I know it's a Street Fighter reference. Oh, my gosh. I don't like Street uh,
3: Fighter. I mean, I wasn't a fan of Street Fighter either.
2: Oh man. I mean, I like Street Fighter. I love Street Fighter. I love Marvel versus Capcom. I love all that stuff. I'm a button masher, though, so... Uh, but, You're a what button masher? I just mash buttons when I play a lot of those games. I don't like understand the technique, but you know who does probably Jeremy Lambert, who's doing twitch.tv slash fightful gaming. Also, he's got the distraction Tuesdays, Thursdays, sometimes Fridays. You, you never know when they're going to go up and, and do all these good stuffs. But we got listening your boy coming up this week. Number one ninety nine. the big 200 is next week. Make sure you guys tune in for that. I intentionally lost uh, QuizzleMania just so I wouldn't have to move the time next week. Lake says, any chance of Dalton Castle showing up in the Rumble? Uh, Denise, he is a free agent right now, although that. although they are still open to perhaps uh, re-signing. What do you think about Dalton Castle? I don't think he has necessarily the gigantic profile of what a Rumble debut would be
3: right i think that yeah exactly it's not like an aj styles type where like everybody was like oh my god you know no i don't see that but i do think that he has enough charisma to get to wwe and you know have have them do something with him
2: brandon says one last super chat big thank you for that brandon you guys still made me laugh despite this drag of a raw we're entertainers denise that's what we're here to do
3: is that really what we're here to do nobody told me that's
2: (laughs) good robeck says Uh, CM Punk's theme by Killswitch Engage, Fire Burns is great. It's been on my radio all weekend. That was supposed to be Randy Orton's theme, Denise. I don't think
3: it's as good as Slow Chemical, the Finger Eleven version.
2: I love that theme. That is is one of the best themes of all time. Did you know that was actually on the Punisher soundtrack when it was released as a movie like 16, 17 years ago?
3: I'm not surprised by that because I feel like it was was that where it was. Because I feel like it might have been used someplace else too, but I could be wrong.
2: Yeah, it was it was so good. Uh, Anakin says, "What about Jay White at the Rumble?" I w- okay, if he's free, I think he does have the profile to show up at the Rumble. Denise,
3: I would love it because I've said this before. They need to break the. The routine, they, everybody always goes the NXT route. They need to have somebody like an AJ come in and shock people and come out on Raw and SmackDown without having to go the NXT route. It makes things more exciting. And I do think that Jay White has has the potential to do something like that. If you're going to do it with anybody, you might as well do it with Jay White.
2: Denzel sends a super chat and a question that's on all of our minds. Where's Triple H? I don't know. I don't know where the guy went. I don't oh, know yeah, if he went under the so ring. Like, I mean, it's clear they, they edited all this, but like, where is he supposed to be? Why do these people that disappeared never say where they disappeared to? It's this like, this is the opposite of like alien abductions. Have we you get, seen
3: Willy Wonka in the Chocolate Factory?
2: I try not to.
3: Remember TV Mike? When he which goes which up one? You
2: mean the new one or the old one? The old one. The
3: old one. I don't, it's old, only the old one counts. Uh, yeah, so, I've never
2: seen the new one.
3: Oh, okay, well, TV Mike, the little kid that's obsessed with TV, yeah. he goes into the air into the little particles. Maybe that's where they're at. They're up there. Okay. Making their way I to just, the just I totally. just
2: want one of these people to comment on it. Denise, tell the people where they can find you.
3: All right, youtube.com slash Denise Salcedo, Twitter and Instagram at underscore Denise Salcedo. I'm almost at 14K on Twitter, so come and follow me, and I post everything that you need to know on there.
2: Guys, please subscribe to us. We're getting close to that 40,000 40,000 I want to get to a hundred thousand also I'm getting pretty close to 60,000 twitter followers Denise. why do always
3: have to brag about your twitter followers I when care. I brag about mine it's like my number is so sad
2: Denise I don't brag about it and listen I can't help that you are desperate for followers
3: I am desperate for followers it's pretty Please follow sad.
2: Denise Please i follow lost me.
3: followers the other day i went well, from 13.7 to 13.6 and then you know i why, went back right? to 13.7 was it my political post
2: no 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 <laughs> they they purged some some people they purged some bots and some oh, uh, yeah.
3: oh then i'm glad i'm back at 13.7 <laughs>
2: <laughs> until next time guys we are oh wait, wait hold on we got one more super chat one more super chat I at least respect that they're keeping the setting on fire theme going. I'll take dumb consistency over just dumb, I guess. Well, dumb consistency is what we do best. Until next time, leave a thumbs up. We're out.